good afternoon and welcome back for chapter 12 of the horrible chocolate so chapter 12 is called frank and Fenoppers. the huge man lifted bobby up and stared into his eyes looking into this beast of a man's rugged face Bobby reckoned that whatever was about to come would hurt. Got any more of those brilliant chocolate bars? The man asked with a hopeful look in his eyes. No, I'm all out, Bobby answered. Where can I get one then? Well, you can't, Bobby said. I made them myself and I'm all out. Then you'll have to make some more, the man said. You see, I was just passing by here from another city and I have to tell my friends in the knitting club about this. No doubt they will never believe it unless they see it themselves. I need to show them. Um, I guess I could make a few more, Bobby said. Great, absolutely splendid, the man cheered. When will they be ready? Tomorrow, I think, Bobby answered, remembering that his parents were probably home by now, so he would have to make them in the morning. Marvellous, the man shouted. If you take the 42 bus tomorrow morning and get off at the last stop, I'll gather my friends from the knitting club at the bus station. We will all buy your chocolate bars. That's a promise. Um, Will there be anyone else there? Bobby asked. Well, it's a bus station. Of course there will be people there. There could be hundreds of them, the man said with a laugh. See you tomorrow then, Bobby said, skipping away. His backpack full of money dancing around on his back. Hundreds of people. He'd be richer than any kid in the school. Bobby came home from the bus station with one more backpack full of money. For a few weeks, Bobby went to different places selling his horrible chocolate bars until one day the green jar of vintage sewage was empty. By then he had filled all his drawers, his wardrobe closet and three big chests in the attic with money. He no longer slept on a mattress but a pile of money. He had so much money, he had no idea what to do with it. Besides, he was only 11 years old and he didn't really need anything. One morning, while looking at the empty green jar, Bobby thought about how much fun he had had selling the horrible chocolates. It wasn't just all the people flying around and the colourful puke that had been fun. No, when he really thought about it, the most fun he had had been talking to all the people and selling them what they wanted. So he came to think about a great way to spend some of the money. He would buy a restaurant. That way he could talk to people, sell them great food and have tons of fun every day. And without the horrible chocolate bars, he wouldn't risk killing anyone. Well, unless he served fish soup and someone got a fish bone stuck in their throat. 
so he bought the finest place he could find in a building on Badger Square. It took many weeks of hard work to get the restaurant fixed up like he wanted, but one cold autumn day it was finally finished. Just before dark he put away the paintbrush from the final stroke on the walls inside the restaurant. Then he went outside, locked the door and stood admiring it. It looked beautiful. There was only one thing missing, a chef, and he knew exactly where he could find the very best. He walked over to the manhole he had climbed out from a few weeks back. The cover he had launched into the sky with a rat rocket had been replaced with a modern cover that weighed a lot less, so he had no trouble pulling it aside and climbed down into the sewer tunnel. This time he brought a flashlight instead of his luminous wig. Finding the way to Frank's tiny living room was easy. Just walk straight. He had hardly gotten his feet wet when he reached the big yellow four with the pointy red hat. <clears throat> but other than the four and the hat, there was nothing but old hard tunnel wall. Oh, that's weird, Bobby mumbled. Confused, he looked around. Could this be the wrong place after all? But no, there couldn't be another four with that exact red pointy hat anywhere. Tock, tap, tock. Bobby knocked on the wall. Nothing happened. He moved his hands along the tunnel, squeezing and pushing everywhere. Still nothing. The opening was simply not there anymore. And there was no sign that anyone had bricked up the opening to the old man's tunnel. Frank! Bobby shouted. The only answer was the echo of his own voice and the low drizzling sound of the wastewater flowing underneath his feet. Had it all been a dream? Had the small living room and the old man even existed? But the green jar of vintage sewage was definitely real. Oh, Bobby wasn't sure what to think or what to do. Frank, he shouted again, just a louder echo. The small living room was gone. Or had never even been there. <clears throat> Disappointed, Bobby walked back through the tunnel and climbed into the now dark autumn night. He had been so excited to show his wrinkly old friend the beautiful restaurant. What should he do now? Run the restaurant all by himself? Well, he did like to jump, cook, but the only thing he could make were jimpers and that might not be enough to run a great restaurant. He had no plans for the night, so he went back to the restaurant to figure out what he should do with it. Bobby unlocked the door and went inside. He sat down on one of the shiny new tables and put his legs on the chair. 
his head in his hands and sighed. Crack. Someone bumped into something in the kitchen. That something tipped over and broke when it hit the floor. Oof, someone said from inside the kitchen. Bobby sprang up and jumped off the chair. Could it be a burglar? A rabid raccoon? A hungry kitchen ghost? The bog trying to put him out of business? He rolled up a newspaper that was lying on the table to use as a weapon. It wouldn't stop the bog, but it might slow the rest. Uh, uh, hello, Bobby shouted. The, the, the police station is just around the corner and I'm not afraid to call them. Clank, clops, drip, drop. More things fell to the floor. Someone was rummaging around in there. Who's there? Bobby said. No one answered. Bobby moved slowly towards the kitchen door. Rustle, dap, dap, clink. Don't try anything. I am armed, Bobby warned, his trembling hands clenching around the rolled up newspaper. When he reached the kitchen door, he took a deep breath, counted to three and slammed the door open with his legs. Don't move, he yelled. Or you're going to whack me with that piece of paper? A tiny wrinkled old man laughed. Frank, Bobby shouted, throwing the paper on the floor. I thought you were just a dream. Yes, I'm quite a dream, that's true, Frank said with a smile, straightening up to look his best. Because I, I, I was down in the tunnel looking for you, Bobby said. Your living room is completely gone, as if it had never been there. It was never there because it was just a dream, Frank said. In fact, you're still dreaming. But I thought that... Bobby replied. Ha ha ha. Sorry, that was just a joke. Ha ha, you should have seen the look on your face. The old man laughed. You haven't dreamed anything. I just don't want anyone barging into my living room. I made a door that looks like it's part of the wall. Absolutely impossible to find if you don't know how to open it. How weird that you showed up right here, right now, Bobby said. I was just down in the sewer looking for you. It's not strange at all. I'm here because... <coughs> Sorry about that. I'm here because you were just down in my tunnel, shouting and screaming like a hot dog vendor on the 4th of July. You heard me, Bobby asked. Then why didn't you open up? I wasn't in the mood for hot dogs, Frank replied. What do you think? Bobby asked, turning round with his open hands stretched out to show the entire restaurant. 
It's a very nice place, the man replied. I believe it's the most beautiful restaurant I have ever seen. It's exactly how I would have made it if I had ever gotten the chance to open a restaurant of my own. I'm so happy that you like it, Bobby said, because it's yours. The old man's face lit up with a huge smile revealing a row of bright yellow teeth. His big eyes sparkled with excitement. He put his hand on the bar counter and stroked it gently. My own restaurant, he whispered in disbelief. This can't be real. It sure is. Come here, Bobby said, taking the man's other hand and dragging him through the restaurant out the front door and across the street. Look, Bobby said, pointing to the sign above the restaurant. Frank and Fnuppers. Frank read aloud. For a while, the two friends stood and admired the beautiful restaurant without saying a word. Thank you. Fnupper would have loved it, the man said, with tears in his eyes. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. Oh, well now, I wonder what um, the restaurant is like, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> now, we have the last chapter tomorrow and then we have um a another book so don't forget to join me for the final chapter tomorrow and that's chapter 13 so make sure until then you take care and stay safe i'll see you all again tomorrow Bye for now.